Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering <laughs> Married at First Sight, well. season 11, episodes 1 through to 4. You know what it is, Chris? I, I kind of look at it and I go, well, it's maths in it, but I think, oh, do, I, do I say the whole thing, Married at First Sight, and then just fucked up my whole intro but anyway chris chris we're back we're back with maths where would you like to start sir well dave it's been a fucking good first week i know we're behind i know like you know the aussie one's been out but we're going with the uk schedule at the moment and uh it's been good it's been refreshing just to you know we've gone from love island which i thought was good all stars enjoyed it as we said and then you get this fucking show and i'm like Ah, yeah. There's a reason that I think this is, for me personally, maybe it's the age thing, but I just think this is my show, Dave. It's fucking nonsense. Absolutely ridiculous. And it, and the casting again, you know, I think this week, just to see the, the initial first married couples, I'm like, oh, I'm in. And you'd watched it before me, and you were like, <laughs> yeah, I'm 10 minutes in. We're back, aren't we? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're back. So I think... I think what we're going to do is, and you're right, this is your um, idea originally with maths, it's just go couple by couple because they, they flip-flop, don't they, between the episodes, little yeah. things. So uh, anything you want to add before we get into the couples, Dave? Well, uh, obviously we had the hen and book do, or the book and hen, or book the hen, whatever. The book yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to see everyone, don't you? And, that, and I think it was that. When I when I messaged you and I was like, yeah, there's there's some characters and everyone's I've put the old quote fingers up, Chris, on their best behavior. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, you know, because it's week one and it, to a certain extent, week two in a lot of these shows, everyone kind of comes across. You know, they put the best foot forward, but yeah, not with this show, it seems. So you you can see there's going to be some conflict there straight out of. The, gate and obviously we focus on some of the couples about half of the couples next week we're going to meet some more and uh yeah it's already getting quite interesting yeah it has to be fair and, and uh so we'll start dave and you're right we'll start with uh, uh sarah and tim dave now we've got tim and we've got timothy you know as well so tim and sarah now i've got to say dave tim come across you know to start with, you think, you know, great guy, Sarah, a really nice person. Everything matched up, didn't it? You know, everything that they were saying in the VT, you know, because we watched like the UK one and you go, what are these people doing together? You know, like, why have they put, you know, some, one person says, I want kids and the other one goes, I don't want any kids. Oh, I'll tell yeah, you what, yeah. <laughs> let's put them together, eh, Paul? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, man, that's great. Yeah, let's put them together. But on this, it seemed, you know, going off the VTs, these seem so compatible. And I think it was one of them where everything was going well. I mean, so I'm watching it, I'm going, you know, something's coming here, don't you? Something's going to happen. This has gone... <laughs> Too fucking smooth. So they get to the, you know, the, the reception and everything. And a friend, I'm a bit wary of a friend though, Dave. A friend, I don't know whether she's a bit jealous of like Sarah being on the show or she's just jealous in general. The brown-haired girl, she likes a bit of Tim. I was thinking, oh yeah, it's a little story mm. maybe there. But I, she's looking out for a friend, but I felt it was too much. I don't know. I just couldn't 
work it out again. And they made her like the main star of that wedding in some respects, a friend. Yeah, I I think the well, there was a a real ride with their kind of wedding, wasn't there? But I think even before that, it, 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 again, I'm trying to think. When did I really think? Oh, this is going to be fireworks. But Sarah's doing a. You see a little bit of the audition tapes sometimes, don't you? And yeah. Sarah's giving the old. Oh, I was on a second date, and you know he expected me to pay, and I've had to pay to have my hair done, and you know, <laughs> I, I, I think she said birth control as well. And I was thinking, well, if he didn't know that, he'd have paid. But um, <laughs> she was <laughs> rattling off all these things, and it's like, what? So he's your pay for all that I, I, I felt like oh you're gonna be fucking hard work i can tell already <laughs> and um but after that she seemed to come across really well and you know she's from columbia originally you know moved over to australia when she was five years old and then uh alessandra even said you know you speak spanish with a, a colombian twang to it and you know he's a bit of a world traveler you know and he came across really emotionally intelligent and you know he's been to all these places and his favorite place in the world is colombia and you're like oh my god maybe this is the series where the experts have actually fucking <laughs> nailed it but no no he's a massive fucking bro yeah <laughs> and she is a nightmare that she she seemed like she would be at the start but um you know i think he I think the emotional intelligence, I'm not sure if that was just good editing, but when she's saying that the, the where it really sort of took a turn was when it came out that, you know, he was originally going to get married to someone else this year, you know, and he split up six months ago. And uh, what was it? He said something like, can you help me to get over her? Yeah. what <laughs> and she, she was like, get over your ex-girlfriend. He's like, Oh no, no. And he realizes, oh <laughs> fucking hell, that sounds terrible. <laughs> but I don't know, Chris. I mean, fucking six months. It's not like I mean, fucking Callum from Love Island's fucking nailed thirteen people in that time in six months. So I don't know. It, it she seemed to have a massive overreaction, but that wasn't the first, and I'm pretty sure it won't be the last. So what what do you reckon to that whole piece? I'd love it. I'd love it. Describe that. I, I did think when he, he, like you said about the connection, the fucking judges or the ex, sorry, he has always said the judges or the experts. Always say the judges. I always say the fucking judges. <laughs> I feel like I'm judging them because they're so shit. But no, it's, it's when he said, she said, I'm from this town in Colombia. Oh, I live there. All right. Yeah. yeah. And he starts yeah, yeah. speaking Spanish and I'm like, holy shit, we've actually got, Every box tick that Sarah would want in a relationship. And you're right. As soon as he dropped that line in, but not made it fucking worse. You know, the line about, oh, my girlfriend, but what made it worse? His mate's got one of the best fucking mullets ever. He oh. does the worst fucking speech I've ever heard. It was fucking terrible. And the last line was, whether you're rented or not, he'll still eat you. And I'm like, what the fuck is that line? So I mean, to be fair, because I watched that, I watched that twice, right? His speech, because I was like, "That is fucking horrendous!" And <laughs> why does no one stop him? Like, and it, yeah. you know, it's all playing up for the cameras, ultimately, isn't it? I'm sure if it was a real wedding, he he wouldn't have delivered the same speech. But um, he teed it up beforehand. He talked about I can't remember. Off on his travels somewhere, he'd eaten something that was rancid. 
So that was, you know, in his, his what was it, his rules or, uh, you know, all the things that he was rattling off and the way that the editor made it look, he was going on for ages and ages. But, yeah, it was just a fucking horrendous speech. I mean, it's in a few bad speeches over the years, but that, that one takes the biscuit. Oh, it was excellent, wasn't it? And the thing also, Dave, it wasn't funny. Like, I think Tim no. thought it was hilarious, but everybody, even Tim's friends and family were like, Please stop, for the love of fucking God, to yeah. stop. And he didn't. And a, and a, a, fr- a friend who, Sarah's friend, who'd already been suspicious of it all. And like I say, he seemed to be like a green-eyed monster, you know, Like, but she was that. that was it then. He was like, and I think Sarah was right to be annoyed. He'd already told her, you're going to help me get over it, as you said before. <laughs> then he gets that speech that basically he's just in there to just fucking you know, sleep with her, do whatever. I think she was well within her rights. However, I do think she's going to be high maintenance as well. But for that that single moment, she was definitely right. How it plays out, I know we're behind everybody. I don't know. But that is what set the bar for me. And I was like, oh, fucking love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> but I think that kind of... Letting him go on with the speech was one indicator. He's, he's a bit of a bro. And, and like I say, the more you see him speak, it's like, oh, yeah, you just... You know, you're not quite this uh, perfect. Oh, what, what's the guy from *Romance in the Stone*? Not Michael Douglas, but his actual name, Jack. Oh, we did it the other week, didn't we? As a yeah. review, that was probably a yeah. few months ago now, wasn't it? But anyway, uh, you know, not this perfect dreamboat of a guy. But um, when they go off onto their honeymoon. And then, you know, it seems to be getting on better. And again, I'm lured in. They pulled me back in, Chris. And then. He obviously, he goes to say something, you know, because she's having a bit of a whinge, a bit of a pick over, you know, this, that, and the other. And he goes to say, like, you should relax more or something like that. But he, he catches it in his mouth. Now, I was, I was thinking, like, is that something he's done and been told off for in the past? Or maybe, you know, because we don't, we only see the edited bits, don't we? Maybe on the way over there or something, you know, he's he's already said it. But so I think, you know, it wasn't the best thing to say at all. But fucking hell, talk about the overreaction. Now, well, old my hands up here. If, if someone tells us, you know, listeners messaging or whatever, if this is like the worst thing that you can say, let me know. But it just didn't seem that bad. And the way that he fucking, the way that she went on about it, it was like, fucking hell. So I think this is going to be the theme with this couple. You know, they're going to have moments where things seem okay. And then like him saying something that's not quite perfect. And then she'll go off on one. Yeah, and and I think that's what it's going to be throughout the show. They're not compatible, Dave. And again, it's the old classic in it of, um, you know, everything was right. I was, honestly, I'm not going to keep going over it. I, I I was so warming to this couple at the start. Thought, this is going to be magic, but it's fucking maths, so it's not going to be magic. It's going to be a disaster. Um, so, so well, talk about disasters, Dave. We've got Tori and Jack. Now, Jack is the lollipop. He will fucking lick himself, Dave. He's, he, him and um, J, uh, Jaden, is it? The kickboxer. Yeah, yeah. His mate. The same man bun, but two completely different personalities. Jack is absolutely shredded. PT fucking loves himself. You know, starts going on about, like, so basically he's Christian Grey, apparently, so he must have some dungeons somewhere, Dave. But you then get Tori, who's a lovely girl, 
seems, you know, quite normal. She, she wants something and she absolutely fancies the arse off him. But he's just, I mean, he's, he's playing like he doesn't care about her. He's no sexual thinking there. But they seem really good together, whether together, or whether it's just him being such a fucking narcissist. He loves the fact that she absolutely is drooling over him. But I just mm. feel sorry for her. They, these two are not the couple. If I was going to couple anybody, I would have put Jack with Sarah, Dave if I'm being honest, and that could happen as well, you know, in maths and the scandal and, the, you know, everything else that we usually get. Well, I mean, I don't know, though, Chris. I, I I felt like the way Jack came across was like a bit of a fucking abusive controller. We had one in the UK maths, didn't we, fairly recently. Uh, the guy with all the tattoos from Grimsby who basically mm. thought he was the Dalai Matt. Lama. Yeah. No, not Matt. You've skipped a oh, season there. The last you, you, season, not the season you, you, before. Oh, the fucking, the one who's a model and that, yeah, the fucking psychopath. Yeah. Is he Jack? The Is one who got, he, he got booted off in the end, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He looked like he'd been an Emmerdale or something. Yeah. Yeah. Know. It'll come back to us, I'm sure. Uh, everyone's probably screaming at the headphones or <laughs> wherever they're listening now. But um, so yeah, yeah, it came across to me like him, and but it also, you know, Alessandra, she's asking him about his kind of preferences and stuff, and he says, "Oh no, I'm definitely not vanilla." You know, she says, "Oh, well, what flavors are you?" He's like, "Oh, well, all the sprinkles and all the you know chocolate and uh, strawberry and whatever." I'm like. Stop being cryptic. Tell us what what is this thing you speak of? I mean, do you like a bit of a fucking pegging or what? You know, <laughs> be specific. <laughs> you can't just say, "Oh, I'm not vanilla," and I like. I mean, I don't know. Does he like a bit of golden showers or what? If he likes the sprinkles, he <laughs> just makes more questions. He didn't answer anything for me about you know what his kind of preferences were. It, it means he just don't like. It's, he, 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 he's actually more than a missionary man, Dave. That's why he, he likes to live it, live on the edge, baby. Maybe someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dick. He, he must just live. He, he probably does do the deed with the fucking mirrors all around him while he's fucking flexing his muscles. Christian Bale style, American psycho. You getting in my way? Just stand to the side, can you? And I'm flexing. Oh yeah, the abs look great in that lighting. I mean. Fucking unbelievable. But she is infatuated and I feel really sorry for her. It's like she's going to get, you know, whether he turns it around, but Jack is your typical fuckboy, isn't it? And I'll tell you what, Dave, he's not the only one. Why the fuck are these bellends? And I don't show me Ains now. Fucking no socks with them stupid shit fucking shit flicker <laughs> fucking shoes on, fucking slip-ons. Why are all these knobheads wearing them, Dave? They look like fucking dicks. They've got the fucking school pants on that. They've been they've not worn for about 15 years because they go right up to the fucking shins and these fucking oh it does my head in, Dave, honestly. You see them. It's not fashionable. You look like a cock and your fucking feet smell as well. Fucking idiots. <laughs> so I remember right when we very st- very first started this podcast we did love island uk season five and they were all wearing them then that was in what 2019 i think and i remember saying then what is the score like you've got fucking half mass trousers you went to those at our school you got beat up (laughs) yes you know so so it's like all right okay maybe that's the fashion now but I'm not having that it's still the fashion, or has it just made its way to Australia or what? But it, it's not just one or two, is it? It's obviously the, I mean, the ones who love themselves, clearly. Uh, definitely, I'd, I'd put Jack at the top of that list. And, 
you know, it was funny. Her mate picked up on it, didn't she? The, with the um, with the wedding, you know, all these all these wedding guests are his fucking clients. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, is, is he giving them a discount or something so they come to the wedding and fill out the seats a bit or what? But <laughs> it is a bit of a red flag, isn't it? If he's basically got no one there apart from the people that he trains. Yeah, it, it's weird. And, and that's because they fucking Jim, Jimmy's life, bro. You know what I mean? Let's live together. You want, yeah. Because you live together, stay together, Dave. Just remember that. That's what. That's his motto. He's got all the fucking mottos around his head, and he? And he lives by these affirmations in the gym. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. God. Anyway, um, but what about Cassandra and Tristan then, Dave? Because that was a pretty sad story about Cassandra, wasn't it? I mean, she wasn't the only one. There's a few really like sad stories in that. But I do, mm. in the back of my head, I'm also thinking, like, why have you come on this fucking show? You know what I mean? Like, it's so raw to her and her family. And, it, and they seem, to be fair, at the moment, and this could absolutely backfire on me, Dave, because I know like people are ahead of us, but these two actually seem like the ones who seem the most genuine as a couple. Yeah, I almost feel like these are the potentially the Ollie and Tani. Obviously, we're in week one, yeah. aren't we? So it could all go to shit from here. But um, she seems, obviously, she's lost her mum. She lost her kind of high school sweetheart in a uh, traffic accident. And you're like, fucking hell, this is probably the person that she expected to, you know, see a life out with and stuff. And just seemed quite, quite tragic, really. And her dad seems like uh, a bit of a joker, don't he? But yeah, like a really warm, loving person. And then when you see Tristan, like he seems a bit goofy, doesn't he? He's dragged right off the set of fucking Big Bang Theory or something like that. But but actually, he's, he's kind of a little bit awkward, but he's really outgoing with it. And yeah. he just seems like a really lovely bloke, actually. You know, the more time we spent with them, he, he just seemed genuinely nice. And, you know, you only notice the size difference when they stood next to each other at the wedding. But I, it, didn't quite realize he was that tall but um no i got high hopes for this couple chris i'm sure they'll hit some bumps it's maths after all but uh i i think out of all the different couples i think these look like a genuine match yeah they do and there wasn't like you say there wasn't much controversy it was nice the speeches were nice yeah i i i, I hope that they do because i think cassandra needs a bit of luck and you know maybe they've got it right and the fact that he's quite quirky and uh, she loved all that, didn't she? The comments, the dad's speech yeah. was a tearjerker as well. So it was nice, Dave, quite refreshing because of all the other fucking bellends that were on the show. <laughs> uh, and so okay, let's just move swiftly on, Dave, because one thing I never thought when we started doing podcasting together six years ago that somebody would be suspicious of us because he's got a podcast. Now, you've got Ellie and Ben. Now, Ben does steam off. Ben seems like he's watched too many Tony Robbins fucking inspirational motivational speeches. However, her friend, her friend, her cousin is so suspicious of him. He's like, well, why is it coming master? And then we get the story of Ben, like he'd been close in 2021, blah, blah, blah. And he's stealing all this stuff and he's backing his cousin off. And I'm thinking, fair enough. You're all right. He's looking out for her. There is something off about Ben. No problem. But why is Ellie on the fucking show as well? Oh, I know why. 
because there's a massive fucking career at the end of it. So her cousin is <laughs> having a go at Ben because he's getting he's on a podcast and he might be using it as a platform. Hello, fucking McFly. That's what all these fuckers do on this show. Is there anybody <laughs> really who stayed together other than there maybe a few? Not a lot of them. From when we've been covering it anyway, there's only a few who are still together. So I just like, shut up, you fucking bellend. So I, I think he's right <laughs> looking out for her. But I also like, but Ellie, is your cousin? What's she doing on the show? As we say all the time, the first thing you think of when you've been unlucky in love is, I tell you what, I need to go on a fucking reality TV show. Bull <laughs> fucking shit. They're all part of the same talent agency trying to get a fucking career out of it. See, I think there are some people who still apply who believe in it, who believe in the dream. Now, I, I, I think... I don't think everyone just comes from the talent agency. I think it's more that, you know, loads of people will apply. If they've not got a good fucking Instagram, then they probably don't even make it past the first round or whatever, you know. So there's a social media aspect to it. But I just think what they'll say to their friends and their family is that they're kind of in it for the right reasons. Oh, yeah, you know, hopefully I find someone. So... I'll cut the cousin a little bit of slack that, you, you know, he's probably heard from Ellie that, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to meet, go in there, meet someone and all that and the other. And while he's going fucking nuts because Ben is, like, potentially there for the wrong reasons, Ellie's like, yeah, I think you should just lay off him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, don't lie. It's fine, it's fine. Stop drawing attention to it, you bell end. Uh, I do think her cousin looked like fucking Blackadder or something, by the way. It'd make it <laughs> a good baddie in a medieval fucking sitcom. But um, yeah, they don't feel like they, 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 they're still like a little bit about, you know, uh, finding love and all that. And I, I'm still convinced like that they'll tell their friends and family that, even though deep down it's like, yeah, so it's, it's all about changing your life and you know being exposed to that z-list celebrity status <laughs> which we wish we were part of dave but there you go <laughs> yeah. Give our we're, not, and... we're not even on the alphabet <laughs> <laughs> no we're, we're in like the latin alphabet or something we're just not we're not even a registered fucking um letter these days but not that we ever were but I, I, you've so yeah all right if we go with that i Yes. Okay. You're probably right. As I said, I just sort of contradict myself because Cassandra and Tristan, I think, think, you know, there is something there that there is a genuine thing there. Cassandra's has a lot of things, but I mean, even if you read Ellie's uh, bio, Dave, and I'm funny enough, I've got it here, but this is what makes me piss is like, after learning that her ex-fiance had cheated on her, the 32-year-old was forced to cancel the wedding and experience that rocked her to the core. But this time round, she's hoping to find Mr. Wright on a TV show. And eventually become a mum on a TV show. My left fucking testicle, Dave. What a load of bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. I, I love it. I love this show. But I'm just like, the fact that a cousin's gone in on Ben, who I think Ben is going to turn out to be a complete fucking absolute edible. But for the, we're only reviewing what we've seen. It's all right. Oh, I'm going to talk about what I've seen. I think there's alarm bells for both of these two, Dave. I've got to be honest. I could be wrong. No, I, th I think you're probably right. To be fair, I was just trying to be balanced. But when you were reading out, when you were reading out that bio, it almost sounded like a sitcom. <laughs> she's been jilted at the altar, <laughs> and so she's gonna try to find love on a TV show. <laughs> 
please ring this number and you could win a TV alarm clock. Does she stay for love or does she leave? Yeah, fucking bollocks. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> so what about Dave, Eden and Jaden? So two people who've been cheated on. Uh, Jaden, you know, is the brother of Mitch from season nine who, who it turned out being like a bit of a favourite, it's a bit of a knobhead at the end. But again, Dave, alarm bells are ringing for me because it's like, that's not a coincidence that Mitch's brother is now on this show. Just like when we've watched the Aussie Love Island or, you know, maths and the family members are on. We've You know, the last season we had, came what they called, Harrison and Bronte and Bronte's sisters on Love Island, you know, and she was part of this show. That's not a coincidence, you know, so... Jaden seems like a really nice guy and he seems like he's got his head screwed on. He's had his head kicked off him a few times, Dave. You know, I'm not going to say too much about him in case he just want to come and beat us up across the wrong side of the world. Uh, but I, I, think, I feel that, like he is who Eden needs, but they're both very insecure. So uh, as it went on, I was, I, again, another couple I was pulling for. I did believe if I take the bravado of the show out of the way, I did sort of believe in them both. Yeah, they're probably like the second couple, aren't they? That you think, actually, you know what? They they might have a chance. And, you know, old Jaden there, he looks quite handy in the boxing ring with the old kickboxing, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Eden, I do think she definitely has a resting bitch face. And I think that's probably confusing uh, Jaden a little bit. But I tell you what, if you'd aligned all of them up, all of the blokes on this season maths, right? and said one of these is the brother of Mitch. <laughs> I fucking don't know who I'd pick, but I probably wouldn't pick Jaden, to be honest. I mean, they they don't look like each other at all. And the thing is, for the show, you know, Mitch is playing up that character, isn't he? He's kind of, he's playing it up that, oh, yeah, I just I just didn't trust enough. And, you know, I wish I'd have had my time over again. And Because that's the whole narrative of the show. But we all remember when Ella came out, she's like, oh, yeah, Mitch was, uh, Mitch didn't even apply. He was drafted in from an agency. Yeah. <laughs> it's like bullshit. So it is that, that one I'll give you is probably through the agency. And, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure kickboxing champion is is all right. I guess in terms of money, but uh, yeah, I'll probably make more off off being a social media person, money. He will, and, and in his bio pictures, he's got no socks on with the shoes, Dave. So I think he's the only person who can rock that because he'll kick the shit out of me, Dave. So I'll let him off with the socks, uh, no <laughs> yeah. socks combo. But uh, but <laughs> anyway, so Dave, what did you think about Lucinda and Timothy? So we're going to have to call him his full name because we've already got a Tim. So Timothy, I mean, she is absolutely enjoying life. And she? she's a free spirit. Some would say like a hippie. Again, another person with Timothy, he's just lost his dad. You know what I mean? And and, and his mum, his brother, you know, he's lost. He's, he's got a really tragic backstory. And you're thinking, you've just lost your dad and you're coming on a reality TV show. I mean, that 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 is... I don't get it. Like Cassandra, I don't get why you would want to do that. Maybe it's a distraction, but obviously they must know that the producers are going to lean into his tragedy as part of like his story. That's just what they do, don't they? Yeah. Oh, where to start with this couple? <laughs> there is something off about Timothy. I mean, it, obviously really tragic story and stuff, and he'd lost his mum and his brother, and only lost his dad as recently as five weeks before the the wedding and stuff but i don't know there's just a bite to him i think there's there's something not nice about this guy i feel like i obviously we could be way off 
and like you say, we're a few weeks behind and other people have got the foresight of where it goes and might be like, oh, it's fucking completely 180 off what actually happens. But yeah, I, I don't know. Just the words that he says and his behavior don't match up right for me. And I, I can't fully articulate what it is. We've just got a, a bit of a bad feeling about him, to be honest. But but let's see. I really hope for Lucinda's case, uh, you know, that, that it does go well. Because, honestly, when it started off and, you know, you get quite a few clips of her, especially in episode one, and she's doing the old, you know, twizzling around on the beach and stuff. She actually starts hugging a fucking tree. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is going to be hard work. But you know what? She, she's got a a weirdly calming kind of voice, hasn't she? The the cadence of her voice is is really almost hypnotic. You know, you can imagine her doing one of those, you know, uh, hypnotist type cassettes. <laughs> Show me how he's there, right? <laughs> Fucking cassette, but uh, you know, sort of talking you through. You know, oh, you're getting deeper. You know, sinking into the floor. <laughs> you know, all, all that kind of thing. I could imagine her doing. But she is so fucking open and warm and calming. I, I just feel like Timothy, like he's looked out a bit there because a lot of other people are just be like, you know, you won't give him the space and stuff. But she just seems genuinely like really empathic and obviously really sorry about his whole family. And, you know, he made it part of his speech, didn't he? You might be wondering why, you know, I don't have anyone here or whatever. And she was like, well, you know, come and share my family. And I, I just felt like she was really warm with him. But, yeah, it's just he was totally put off, wasn't he? <laughs> to be fair, what made me laugh, you know, because <laughs> when they were getting married, he's like, yeah, I don't know what this is all about. She's got some chicken wing or something. <laughs> <laughs> It turned out it actually was, but she had multiple, you know, she, she had lots of these different chicken wings. So, you know, a bit of a pagan thing maybe going on there, but yeah, I don't know. What, what do you reckon to this couple, Chris? I, you know what, Dave, it makes me laugh though, because she's just, like you say, a tree hugger is the cliche in it, you know, from like, like if you like, you, know, you love the world, you, you do a free spirit, whatever. It's an old like term. I don't even know if you can still say it like these days, Dave, but, um, she did make me laugh when she said, he's also got to have a fucking fully functioning erection as well, Dave. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, fair play. You're not just on here to fucking find your soulmate. You're going to sit on a beach fucking eat, uh, smoking weed or something. I, I was impressed with that, Dave. She was being honest. Um, I'm with you. I, I thought she was going to be too much for him. But by the end of the week, Timothy's got some proper insecurities about himself. And he was saying to her, like, yeah. I just don't feel, you could, I think you can do better than me. There's, there's something going on there, a proper backstory. Obviously, losing his family as well. His dad was probably, you know, his, his closest relative as well. It was, yeah, it's quite sad. But I'm with you. There's just something off in there. And I think because she's so placid, She'll let him get away with so much and maybe she'll rein him in. We might turn out these absolute match made in heaven and she's the free spirit he's been looking for all his life. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. Like I say, we're, we're, we will catch up on that. But at the moment, I feel like 
you're co- completely correct. When I first saw her, my first impressions were probably wrong. Was oh fuck me, here we go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's going to be. She doesn't have ovens and stuff like that. She cooks her food outside on a fucking fire with two fucking sticks and make you know does it all that sort of thing. I was, that but no, great though. If you if you're on the beach, that sounds fucking brilliant. To be yeah. fair, but not in the middle of a city, Dave. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does, yeah, yeah, it does on the beach. Yeah. You're right. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> But no, I did, and my first impressions were wrong. As the week went on, I, I thought, actually, she seems like a really nice person. Probably what he needs, but what he doesn't need to do to her is just think, oh, fuck it. I can just moan and groan and tell her how bad my life is, and she just sits there as a sounding board because she needs something out of it. I don't think she's going to tolerate that, and I hope she doesn't. Yeah, and he commented a little bit about how tall she was, and um, I don't know. I, I, I feel, Chris... He just doesn't fancy her. And even though he was saying the words about, oh, you know, what was he saying now about basically not being that good looking and, you know, he's sort of stuck with the face he's got and all that. He's really insecure about who he is. I actually think he just doesn't fancy her. I think he was expecting something else, but he just doesn't. He isn't articulating it. That's that's one of the things that I feel like what he's saying and, and the way he's acting, they just don't match up. That's You know what? That's a very good... I've not even thought that. That's a good description, actually. It probably is a cop-out. And we'll know this as he goes on, but you're right. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just a bullshit way of him not being able to face up to you know, telling the truth and knowing he's got to be in the show for like four weeks or something before they bin him off. Knowing that if he is in it just for the, the exposure, that maybe it is, mm. maybe, maybe it's that. Now, Dave, I've wrestled with this. The final couple of the week, I know we've got a few more that are coming into it in the second week, but the final couple of this week, Natalie and Collins. Now, Collins has never been in a relationship with a woman at all, Dave. Um, now, I, <laughs> Hold on, Chris. I'm surrounded <laughs> by eggshells here. I'm, yeah, I'm, no. I'm just going to stay rooted no. to the spot, if that's all right. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say any more than that, Dave. However, <laughs> what is going on with these two? Because Natalie seems dead nice. Collins, I don't know what the fuck to think, other than I think, Dave, and I'm not going to jump on any of them fucking eggshells, he's come on this show for the platform more than anybody, I think. But there you go. That's what I'm saying, Dave. I'm going to let you carry on with that while I just fucking jump over them eggs I was about to crack. Yeah, I mean, the only thing we saw of Collins, really, at the book... Uh, sort of do was was when the, when the guy was was talking about um, you know being with his partner and he, he'd been married before and uh, you know but this time his partner's not going to be a woman uh, and he was like oh oh <laughs> that was the only thing I remember from the the book do of Collins but you know it sort of comes into it and oh he's never been in a relationship and this that and the other. And, you know, she was cards on the table straight away, wasn't she? She was like, oh, I want a nerd. (laughs) And I guess, again, they've probably been watching the Big Bang Theory. Thought, oh, look, Collins, let's let's get him in there. Um, But, yeah, it it was almost like a switch. It was almost like the moment that the wedding happened, it was like, fuck. Now, I have to say, Chris, I do feel like Natalie could calm it down a little bit. Like, it's as if she's got... You know, it's as if she's had all of the sugar. 
<laughs> it's just like fucking unloading all of this geekiness onto him. Um, again, not a terrible thing. I just feel like it, it was quite a lot for a bloke you've just met. <laughs> you know, she's just super excitable. And I think if the other if the other person isn't matching your energy, you kind of have to recognize it and and come down a little bit. And I think that's what was happening. So as she was kind of getting more excitable and louder, he was just shrinking more and more, you know, figuratively. Yeah, I don't think there's any growing on Collins's part there, Dave, this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you're right. I think that for me. The question mark of the relationship is, like you say, the big bang fish. She wants this geek, you know, Harry Potter game or whatever, you know, the, this relationship. And I think there was some lovely interactions between them. But I think the, the more it went on, whether it was a nervous energy on her part, she did just become a little bit too much, didn't she? It was just mm. too too much energy, like you say. And I, and I, I felt for him, but then I'm sort of like, I don't really, I think he's another one. I don't think he's into a Dave. I, I really don't. I, I'm questioning him in the relationship. It's like, you've not been in a relationship. You're on this show. Why? There's a reason in there. You like I've questioned it before, but I'm here for the ride, Dave, because I think he's going to be glorious TV, I think. I think he's just going to put his foot in it at every fucking turn on this uh, series. Yeah, I mean, we were saying before about reasons for people coming on the show. But again, let's let's park all of the cynicism and and just the fact that it's social media just what is going on in your head to think i've never been in a relationship before i know i'll go on to maths (laughs) which you know might at some point in history you know maybe seasons one two three maybe might have been like a serious show (laughs) but like everyone in fucking australia knows what maths is but if he was purely all about the social media and stuff, then it, why is he like a rabbit in the headlights? <laughs> you know, it's it's like he almost thought, oh, ah, fucking Alice is serious or something. And, and so he just absolutely uh, like switched, didn't he? He went from this kind of laughy, jokey type person to fucking hell, I'm in the shit now. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to fucking see this through. You know, and the thing is, he he had a little bit of a conversation with her to just, you know, slow things down. But then she was really upset by it. So, fucking hell, this this couple's going to be an absolute roller coaster, I think. Yeah, I think so as well. But uh, Dave, I'll tell you what, mate. What a week. First week back. Maths is back. The nonsense is back. We're talking bellends. I don't know who would you say is the bellend of the week then, Dave, because you brought this award in, and I did enjoy you having a bellend of the week on the <laughs> All-Stars. Who would you say this week? Well, you, as we talk about things, you delete my notes. <laughs> so I can't remember the fucking names now. <laughs> so so you, Chris, you are the bellend of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, what was the one? The fucking PT. What is, Jack. is it Jack? Yeah, Jack. yeah, yeah. Jack. Jack is definitely the PT. If I, I, I would say, you know, he's more than a bell end. He is like, he's slightly dangerous. I think. I, I don't know. I, I didn't like the way him and Tory was it. 
she the way she backed down and she came in with a lot of bravado didn't she she came in like you know she's got all these high expectations and that person better match up but he's very much the alpha in the relationship and she finished the week a lot kind of uh more subdued than she went in and and so i just again there's a duty of care isn't there with the show and stuff i'm just intrigued where that that should go but i'm, I'm taking it's it's probably going to be the same bell end of the week for you yeah, yeah what me or just the- <laughs> <laughs> no the actual one so jack <laughs> not, not the chris felt's bell end is a bell end of, of the week no yeah i'm with you jack yeah i don't like him I think he's just going to piss her about. He loves the fact that he's got her there dangling on a string and she, she's literally drooling every time he gets out of the pool. And it's like, I hope that that wears off her and she sees through his bullshit because I don't think he's got many layers, Dave. This is, I'm saying about Collins and other people, but I think you're right. I think, as, sort of backtracking slightly, Jack is the perfect example of reality TV career in the waiting. And he's going mm. to be on everything. This lad, he'll be on love Island next and everything, but yeah, I don't like yeah. him. And I think, I think this is a classic John getting involved and we've got drama coming, haven't we? Or someone gets booted off again, Dave, this is scandal. There's going to be cheating. Oh, I definitely oh, say drama. some drama. I definitely <laughs> say Jack, he's going to be in the middle of all that. Yeah, probably. And you're right. You know, I think that is a call that, that he'll end up on love Island. Oh, fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So thank you, mate. And thanks, everyone, as always. Uh, if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media at cdrealitycast, please go over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. Come and join us over there. All the episodes, uh, links are on there if you're outside the UK. And uh, we do have, a, people are asking this week on the chat, we do have a link on NordVPN in the uh, show notes as well if you're outside the UK and you want to watch it. Uh, either on E4 or obviously if you're in Australia, it's on there nine. Is it nine now, Dave? I think it's on in Australia. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, please take advantage of that if it saves you a bit of cash as well. It's it's a good little promo they've got at the moment. Um, but yeah, if, if if you do want to support us a little bit more, get over to patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. So the first roll call of honor for this series of maths, and a big thank you to everyone, is Ken Gustafson, Lucky Luna Green, Lauren, Hennessy, Susan, Dee Dee, Katie, Libby, Joanna, Noreen, Chloe, Helen, Keith, Gillian, Maggie, Cassie, Fiona, Emma, Nicola, Helen, Larissa, Amanda, Kim, Danielle, Nick, Andrea, Sims, Kathleen, Jesse, and Sinead. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. We really appreciate it, and we're off again. Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, the advantage of being behind a bit, I mean, we probably will have to record next week, but I can just binge the fuck out of these <laughs> next four episodes now rather than having to wait. So, yeah, it is good to be back with maths, isn't it? Love Island was good, you know, the, the Love Island All-Stars, but this is just different level. And, uh, yeah, I think they've got the casting right again, so just can't wait to see where it goes. Uh, so thank you very much, Chris. Thanks to all our listeners out there. Thanks to all our supporters and we'll speak to you next time. Bye.